Hey everyone, it's Crystal Alferrero, your typical Sagittarius adventure-loving free spirit and entrepreneur. This is the Magnetic Self Podcast, where I help you and other soulful, conscious entrepreneurs grow your personal brand to create income and impact and be your most authentic magnetic self in the process. As a former nine to fiver, I found freedom to be unapologetically me by building a business around my strengths and my personal brand. And most importantly, through intentional embodiment of my most magnetic self each and every single day. So what is your most magnetic self? It's your most confident, authentic self that goes beyond any layers of conditioning and fears and draws people into your world with your energy and presence. It's your highest self. So again, welcome to the Magnetic Self Podcast, where we're all about soulful personal branding, mindset, and of course, a lot of feel-good vibes and fun so that you can create income and impact, live your highest purpose, and be your most magnetic self. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Magnetic Self Podcast. So I just finished recording part one of this two-part mini mindset series, so you'll definitely want to check out that episode if you haven't already. And we essentially just spoke about how it's mindset and your limiting beliefs that really get in the way of building a magnetic personal brand and a magnetic business and how to bring awareness to the specific things that get in your way through journaling and self-observation, as well as just kind of a general overview of how people go about working through these mindset blocks and limiting beliefs. So today we're going to be talking about more of the how of reprogramming those subconscious beliefs so that you can clear your blocks and be more confident as a leader, as a business owner, and as a magnetic more magnetic version of you because you already are magnetic. You already know that. And so the more you can clear these things that no longer serve you, the more magnetic you become to the things and the people that you wish to attract into your business and into your life. And I wanted to start by just kind of sharing the things that I've learned in my own studies, training, and healing throughout the years and how I began my own healing process, kind of what's worked for me, what hasn't, and how you can start to do your own healing if you haven't already so that you could learn to tackle anything that kind of comes your way. And like I mentioned in the last episode, just as a disclaimer, I am not a therapist or a medical doctor. If you do have any severe traumas, this may not be for you and I'd urge you to seek professional support before kind of jumping in and doing that subconscious mindset work because there are a lot of things that can potentially come up. And so aside from that, I truly believe that we have everything within us to reprogram and do the mindset work without any special intervention. It can definitely be an emotional process and requires you to be uncomfortably honest with yourself at times, but it's 100% worth it and necessary. My firm belief is that all healing is self-healing because we have to set that intention for ourselves and do the work that's required to kind of overcome it. So this episode will be for you if you are pretty much any entrepreneur. Sorry if you can hear that background noise. But if you're any entrepreneur trying to grow your business around your personal brand and you are the face of your business, 
So if you enjoy this episode, I would be so grateful if you could take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Crystal L. Ferrero and share this episode on your stories or with anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast as well. Because honestly, it really does help me spread my word, um, give the support to the masses and make an impact to those who really need it. So to start, we're just going to do kind of a little story time and I'm going to share with you guys more about my spiritual journey and how I even got into learning about the subconscious mind and doing all the mindset work in the first place because it was not always like this. So from my childhood all the way up until my early adult life, things were pretty, I guess, like unstable as many people can relate and I was really good at suppressing my emotions, like really good. I did not think I had any problems whatsoever. And when things went wrong, I just knew how to distract myself and just move on fast. Like I am an Enneagram 7 and it's very true that we are the types to kind of just avoid pain, like kind of bypass any of those hard emotions. And for a long time, that's what I did. And we kind of all know what happens when you try to suppress things for too long and it's not a good thing, kind of just explodes in your face. And so the first time I actually started to feel my feelings and start facing my stuff head on was when I was living in Barcelona in 2016. So this is the first time that I moved here. I was 26 turning 27 and my life literally changed within a short span of months. I never really took the time to process everything and honestly it just really never hit me because I think that's how programmed I was to just avoiding things and not really dealing with things. So just to kind of give you a background, I went from a stable 9 to 5 relationship of 5 years living at home in a familiar place to pretty much just cutting all that short. (laughs) Not cutting all that short, just like leaving that all behind. Um, you know, left my nine to five, broke up with my boyfriend at the time to live in Barcelona alone and away from my friends. I was single. I was in a new environment while trying to learn the language. And also I was recovering from a lot of health issues and hormonal issues that kind of caused sudden weight gain in such a short amount of time amongst a lot of other things that were kind of going on. And I don't know, I guess it was just all of those things at the same time it really hit me. And so that was kind of a very, very low point for me. And I would say that was kind of the catalyst to my spiritual awakening. Um, It was like the dark night of the soul, if that's what you want to call it, where I was essentially shedding everything from my old life and rebirthing into something new. And honestly, I remember it so clearly. It was like January cold. I was totally alone. Like I moved to Barcelona not knowing anyone. And actually, no, I did have friends. So that's a lie. But it was still very lonely. Like I didn't have the same close friends that I have back home. And honestly, I did feel totally alone at the time. Like I had only been living there for maybe three months at that point. So it's not like any of my relationships were the same (laughs) that I have back home. And it was for the first time in a long time that I was kind of taken out of my comfortable environment and given the space to really breathe and be me without anyone influencing it. And it was what I needed. It was honestly like as hard as it was, it was really what I needed to get through all these tough feelings. I started to get into journaling for the first time and I started to try to heal all the things that I was feeling and just not even for like manifestation purposes or anything like that, just to be able to not feel like shit. It was tough, but I've always been the type to know that feeling sorry for myself, or I've always been the person to just kind of never feel sorry for myself. And I knew that that was never going to help me. So I just kept going. And honestly, as tough as it was and as lonely 
as it was, things got dramatically better. In fact, I ended up meeting the love of my life, who's the father of my child now, just a few short months later after I took that initiative to really start healing myself from the inside out. So fast forward, it was really after the birth of my daughter, once things started to become steady again, both financially, physically, and emotionally, that I started to really dive deeper into my spirituality and into my spiritual path. And like most people these days, I started to get into a lot of new age stuff and read The Secret for the first time. And that was when I first became open to the idea of conscious manifesting through the law of attraction. And it's like, I've kind of heard about it before that, but didn't really know too much. So this is when that kind of opened a lot of doors for me. And I don't know if any of you guys felt like this as well, but a lot of the teaching that I read in The Secret just kind of didn't really settle with me or make sense. So that's kind of what led me to do my own investigation around manifesting and the subconscious mind to just make more sense of it all. Because I'm that kind of person, if something doesn't make sense or if something is kind of off um, and goes against my current beliefs, it's like I have to kind of go in and investigate. So I'm sure there's some of you that can relate to that as well. That was just another huge rabbit hole for another day since my beliefs have just significantly changed quite a bit since reading The Secret for the first time. So one thing led to another and then I'm in this next rabbit hole of personal development and spiritual books and blogs and that was when I was introduced to shadow work for the first time and really observing your triggers to try to figure out what that meant for you and what really caused that kind of trauma in the first place. So let's just say ignorance is bliss because like I said before, for many years, I didn't even think I needed any healing. And I think so many of us go through that same thing. And it really goes to show that you don't know what you don't know. But there was definitely a lot more unpacking that needed to be done than I realized, especially when I started my journey into full-time entrepreneurship, where each day you're pretty much doing something new and vulnerable. And that's really when these triggers and these things come up when you're in kind of new phases in your life and new situations or familiar situations that just make you uncomfortable. That's what entrepreneurship can really do for you. It can highlight where you feel triggered or vulnerable and show you where you might have some work to do. Because if you don't deal with these things, your limiting beliefs, they reflect in your work, they reflect in how you show up and your energy and your confidence that you exude each and every day. And that can severely stop you from making progress if there are things that you need to work on. So that's why I wanted to stop, that's why I wanted to talk about how you can go about reprogramming your subconscious mind to help you show up magnetically and shed those core beliefs that no longer serve you in order to reprogram the things that make you feel unworthy or not good enough. And just to make it clear, when we talk about reprogramming the subconscious mind, we're not talking about anything magical. It isn't mind control and it really isn't anything as far-fetched as it might sound. And in the way that I defined it, it's essentially just changing the subconscious negative beliefs that were programmed throughout our lives, through childhood, through our parents and society that cause us to respond or react in ways that are self-sabotaging. And in most cases, it's uncovering those beliefs that we're not worthy or we're not good enough. And all those different moments in our life, starting from the first time that we felt less than enough, less than deserving of love or attention or belonging and so that kind of brings me into the next point so back then researchers kind of held the belief that you're programming your 
mental programming was fixed that we essentially absorbed everything from ages zero to seven and that would dictate your personality and how you act and behave for the rest of your life but studies have shown in research in recent years that the brain structure and function does actually change and adapt throughout our lives in response to experience and this term is referred to as neuroplasticity which you've probably heard before which basically means multiple brain and what that means for us then is that we can actually change those beliefs that hold us back and science is continuing to prove that our established ways of thinking feeling and doing can be rewired by forming new connections and new neural pathways in the brain And it's primarily through repeated and directed attention towards these things that you want to change that can reprogram your brain, that can allow you to rewire your brain. That's what a lot of different techniques and modalities are rooted in, just like NLP, hypnosis, journaling, and visualization, theta healing, um, which all target and work towards changing those core beliefs. So looking back at how I've been able to reprogram my own blocks, I've been able to come up with a framework that I use regularly for myself and for my clients, which is what I'm going to share with you next. So step one of that is identifying the problem. But here's the thing. Often you might not have an obvious problem, which is why I always recommend reflecting and looking at your current triggers and behaviors that might be holding you back from making progress in your business. So some of the things that can really direct your attention to what those things are, are asking yourself these questions. So number one, what are your energy drainers? For example, is it comparing? Is it scrolling? whatever the case is like what do you do that really drains your energy and starts you to spiral number two is when do you feel vulnerable or less than worthy or confident so identifying those instances such as for example whether it's comparing or scrolling um, that make you feel like you're less than worthy or you're not confident and then number three what are you avoiding doing so are you procrastinating going on video are you procrastinating sending a proposal to a client are you procrastinating going on a launch doing a launch whatever that case is for you so just like really look at those three questions and it will really point out any triggers that are blocking you from making progress and like taking the action that you need to take in order to move forward in your business and so that leads me into step number two which is identifying the root cause so once you've identified that service level problem you have to identify why you even have that problem in the first place so the root cause of that problem and like i mentioned in the last episode you need to bring those unconscious beliefs into your conscious awareness so that you can go in and debunk and change them and oftentimes it comes down to not feeling good enough and remembering the first time that we felt we were unworthy or embarrassed or felt shame related to that core belief is what we need to identify So for example, whenever I started to compare myself or get jealous or go into a negative thought spiral, the core belief was that I'm not good enough and that if someone was more successful than me, then that somehow meant my chances of success were less likely. And, you know, it goes back to those kind of old school sayings, like if you're not a winner, you're a loser. And I think this kind of stemmed from my own issues of around not having uh, my mom around as a young child and not having a super nurturing caregivers. I had a low self-esteem as a child and it was through playing sports that I always felt recognized and it was being good at things that gave me a sense of value. And so these are the things that you want to go back on and really identify where things kind of changed for you in the first place and what caused you to think those beliefs that you know make you feel like you're unworthy or you're not deserving or that you're not good enough 
So step three is debunk. And what this means is essentially weakening the power of this core belief by debunking it and reframing or rewriting it in order to move past it. So for example, when you're comparing, you feel like you're not good enough to achieve success because you see other people doing better than you answer these questions like what are all the reasons that this isn't true what evidence can you provide yourself that it's not true and how can you reframe or rewrite this belief to what you consciously know to be true so for example i know success is abundant and the success of others are completely independent and unrelated to my own so it's really just talking yourself through these things that make us feel less worthy and you know showing us that these limiting beliefs have no basis in how we should continue to act going forward and it has no basis in our worth and it has zero basis in whether or not that we're good enough like we know that we're good enough and we just need to ingrain this into our subconscious mind so that we can fully and truly believe it and this can be powerful but again it's more surface level and doesn't target the core belief and therefore these blocks will keep resurfacing which is why you should take it to the next step further if you can and this really goes into step number four which is the reprogramming and in general i found mindset reprogramming techniques can be grouped into two different forms of reprogramming And the first type of reprogramming that I've observed is more indirect reprogramming. So this is creating new beliefs or habits through repeated action in order to change your negative patterns and therefore subconscious beliefs. So creating new habits can be being mindful and aware of your triggers and having a plan to consistently replace them with positive habits. So for example, if it's scrolling that causes you to compare and go into a negative thought spiral, what you want to do is replace those with positive things like I don't know, picking up a book or putting boundaries around your social media use. It could also be creating a mindset routine and doing regular affirmations or writing and having a consistent journaling practice. And also even scripting with the intention of constant, consciously ingraining new beliefs into your subconscious mind. And then that leads me to the second type of reprogramming, which is direct reprogramming. And so what this is, which is essentially getting into a relaxed state. So going from the beta brainwave state, which is more like your active day-to-day when you're thinking, when you're doing things, to your theta state, which is more when you're in a deep meditative state. So not quite sleeping, but you're almost there, which is essentially where you can access your subconscious because your conscious mind needs to be at rest in order to access your subconscious. And once you're there, using either auditory or visual techniques to reprogram and change the underlying belief. So for example, you can reimagine the early experience that caused whatever limiting belief that you have in the first place and visualize a different outcome and change that experience for you. And that's how you can go about changing that core belief. And another thing that is very helpful for some people is just through auto-suggestion and using those affirmations to tell yourself that you are worthy or whatever belief that you want to create. And this is what a lot of different modalities do. So for example, theta healing and hypnosis, if you're familiar with those, it's guiding you and helping you get into that meditative state and then reprogramming those beliefs either through auto-suggestion or guided visualizations and recreating a new outcome or recreating a new belief. All of these things are safe. Like You can even do self-hypnosis at home. There's a lot of YouTube videos. And yeah, you are in control. You're not being brainwashed or anything like that. 
And so when it comes to reprogramming, what I find does not work for me personally are affirmations. And I think everyone will be different. I think even depending on your learning style, that can really influence the way that you process different pieces of information and how it can affect how they resonate with you and whether or not that will be effective. So for example, I'm not an auditory learner. I would skip all of my lectures during university, to be honest, because there wouldn't be any point. I would not absorb anything or I would get distracted. I'm more of a visual learner. I'm more of a kinesthetic learner and I need to just kind of do things at my own pace. So that I've always been like a self-study kind of person. So for me, affirmations just do not work. And other kind of funny techniques that I've come across in my journey, one of them being more like law of attraction type techniques, not all of them, but I mean, the very new age ones, I think one of them that I found was like a 33 by three technique where you're writing your intention like 33 times over a period of three days. And yeah, that just did not work for me because I would get hand cramps and just hate it. So that's the thing. If that works for you and if you find that that can really begin to change your belief system, by all means, go for it. But if it doesn't, I can guarantee you there are so many other ways and other techniques that would be better for you. And it's just a matter of really exploring the different techniques and testing out what works for you and considering how you absorb and take in information. So personally, what has worked because I am a visual learner and because I'm a very kinesthetic learner as well, are really setting those intentions and regular journaling around my future and my higher self who I want to embody also meditation with guided visualization so getting into that meditative state on my own and reprogramming those beliefs so in the past I've done meditation with binaural beats or guided visualizations on YouTube and so what binaural beats are is they essentially help you get into that deeper meditative state because your your brain will try to mimic that frequency of these beats that are at that theta state and I mean I think there's other reason or there's other like uses for that as well but I use this to kind of get into that deeper meditative state so that I can access my subconscious and actually currently I'm part of the Lacey Phillips membership and she has deep imagining meditations which are very 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 good and I would definitely like to record my own at some point so yeah keep your eyes or ears peeled for that (laughs) and so anyways like I mentioned there are a ton of different reprogramming techniques And my recommendation is to really just test out what works for you. So whatever you feel resonates, taking into account the type of learner you are. If you're a visual learner, affirmations may not be as effective for you as visualizations because that's just the way that you are made to absorb information. And if you're a kinesthetic learner, then I think journaling and rewriting your beliefs will be the most effective because you're physically writing and you're involved in that process. Also, if you're an auditive, auditory, auditive, I'm not sure what the actual one is, but if you learn through listening, affirmations would also probably be the most effective. So my husband is very auditive, auditory, like words and things that he hears, he just absorbs and it hits him. So affirmations for him are very effective, but for me, they're not. So it is again about trial and error. And that pretty much wraps up my four-step framework for working through mindset blocks and limiting beliefs. There are things like NLP and hypnosis that can help, but it's certainly not the only way, nor is it necessary to begin reprogramming. And I definitely recommend to just try things out on your own first. And then if you still can't get the results you want and you think that 
you need to dig a little bit deeper and you need some guidance, then definitely go ahead and seek and invest in help. I think it's definitely worth it. So just to summarize the four-step process, number one, identify the surface level problem. Number two, identify that root cause, so that limiting belief. Number three, debunk and weaken that belief. And then number four, reprogramming. So whether it's accessing the subconscious mind directly or um, reprogramming those subconscious beliefs indirectly through repetitive action. And my hope is that now you're fully equipped to deal with any mindset block that comes your way. And so that wraps up today's episode. I can't believe how fast this has gone. Like I just, I get so in the zone when it comes to this mindset stuff. But anyways, we talked about what it means to reprogram your subconscious mind why we're able to reprogram our subconscious minds due to neuroplasticity and how you can go about overcoming your own mindset blocks and reprogramming your own subconscious beliefs. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would be so helpful if you could share this podcast or leave me a review and also make sure you come and find me on Instagram where you'll get more personal branding, mindset, woo woo, and lots of fun. So until next time, have an amazing rest of your day or evening and stay magnetic. Bye.